You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Grizzlies. As always, I'm your host, Mark King. For this show, I appreciate everyone joining me today, this Tuesday, All-Star Week edition of the show. Uh, apologies for taking off yesterday. I know that was kind of last minute and unexpected from everybody, so I do apologize for that and not letting everybody know in advance. Uh, but my kids were out of school. We ended up uh, taking them and hanging out with them throughout the day and doing some different different stuff around Memphis. So uh, apologies, but again, we took the, took the time to spend time with our family, which is always important for us. Uh, but we're going to get back to today. It's not going to be a long show today. It's going to be very probably pretty quick. Uh, just a few things, talk about a few things uh, here and there, kind of the upcoming schedule, then what, you know, kind of what we think the rotations might look like when we get back in, into the mix on Friday. Uh, Jaron Jackson played in the uh, USA versus World game. Uh, and then Mike Conley obviously had the skills challenge. On Friday and Saturday, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, we do have one uh, one uh, question for the Monday mailbag, which we're doing on Tuesday of this week, uh, so we'll answer that as well. Uh, but off the top, uh, Mike Conley was in the skills competition, didn't really do much anything at all. Um, he got knocked out in that first round, I believe, versus Jason Tatum. Again, I, I'm not a big all-star game watcher. Uh, I mean, I watch... I think I watched the second half of the actual All Star game. I'm not. I'm not a guy who's going to tune into all the dunk contests and stuff like that. I just, you know, I, I honestly, with, with as much stuff as I have going on in my family, that's just sometimes I just don't have time for it. Um, and then as far as the the the, the rookie game, I had to watch a little bit of it here and there. I watch more highlights, but that's. I'm not a big all-star guy other than like the actual game, and even that, I don't watch all of it. So, again, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, uh, break down the all-star game. That's just not what I'm going to do. Um, and, I, you know, it, it was it was cool. The all-star game is always cool. Um, the dunk contest, I usually go back and watch. I think it's cool, but uh, three-point contest, I, whatever. I, I'm not – it's fine, It's it, but it's not like something that really excites me. Uh, again, Mike Conley is in the skills competition – um, you know, I don't, he didn't look like I did go back to watch his and he didn't look like he, he really um, was out there trying to prove something. He was kind of going half speed and, and, and got knocked out because he missed that first three pointer. But uh, it's it's still good to see Mike on all, at all star weekend. You know, I know that. He he would rather be an actual all star, obviously playing that playing in that game, and I, I, I can only assume he probably only took the invitation to the skills challenge just to kind of be at All Star Weekend, and it's fine. Uh, man, I think it's I think it's important for him to have his have his name recognized out there in some form or fashion in that weekend is cool. Um, but you know, it, it is just the skills challenge, as like I said, it's it's it is what it is. Um, and so I thought it was cool to see that our team, the Grizzlies represented there, uh, with him and also with Jaron. Um, but beyond that, I think that it is what it is. And then obviously Jaron, obviously he played in the USA versus world. Uh, he had 10 points. Uh, you know, this is a game that again, he didn't really play much. I mean, he, he had a couple rebounds, uh, six rebounds in fact, and a steal and 10 points, you know. It was just whatever. Nothing, nothing like crazy from Jaron in that game. But again, it's one of those things where I think it's really cool for uh, the Grizzlies to be represented, uh, and I think it's uh, promising for him to obviously he'd probably be there again next year as a sophomore. Um, and it would it would surprise me if he isn't. Uh, so I, I think it's very cool for um, 
I think it's very cool for the Grizzlies to be represented on a, on a, on a weekend where uh, some teams aren't represented at all and not a whole lot of teams are and have two different players there doing two different things. Um, it is, is very, is very cool and, and, and very good to see for the Grizzlies, uh, side of things. So, um, I think that part is cool. I think that part is, is really good for the Grizzlies, but beyond that, I think it's just, you know, it's just, it's obviously entertainment value and, and that's, it is what it is. So, uh, we'll move on and hopefully the Grizzlies will come back with Mike and uh, Jaron this week and they'll get to practice and, and they'll be able to uh, get some more wins and let, we'll talk about the, uh, the upcoming schedule, uh, kind of as we see it over the next few games. And then the, obviously the rotations coming back, what they might look like. I think they might be a little different than what we've seen uh, so far. But first, uh, I'll get to the one Monday mailbag question we had after all that. So uh, make sure you're getting your questions in every single week. Uh, Monday mailbag, second segment, usually in the Monday show. Uh, make sure you're either tweeting those at me at King underscore producer, or you can tweet the show at Locked on Grizz, or you can email them to me at Locked on Grizz at gmail.com. Uh, any of those ways, uh, you can DM them to me on Twitter if you're uncomfortable just saying it in public or whatever. Uh, you could do that as well. So there are no shortage of, of ways to get me those questions every single week. So make sure you're doing that uh, for, the, for the middle segment and the Monday show. But uh, this question is from uh, Alec Wilson uh, at Memphis City, at Memphis City Design, a great guy, uh, really, really good business and has some really cool shirts. If you're uh, interested in something that he has, MemphisCityShirts.com uh, is his place. So shout out, to, shout out to Alec. We've been friends for a long time. He's helped me out in a lot of different areas and businesses. So I appreciate Alec. Uh, his question is the prediction for highest points in a game for Parsons. All right. Uh, Chandler Parsons will be back with reportedly will be back with the team uh, this week and practicing. So uh, we shall see uh, the Chandler Parsons thing is actually something I was going to talk about in the lineup things as well. Um, but I'll just give my short answer and the highest points in a game for, for Chandler Parsons. I'd say 12, like double digits. 12 is, is, is what I'm going for. And uh, anything beyond that would shock me. Uh, it would surprise me for sure uh, if his knees held up for even more than one game. So I expect uh, him to come, he, he, he to be in the game uh, for novelty purposes. Uh, but beyond that, I don't know if he'll actually be able to do anything. Um, and the biggest thing here, and I'll go ahead and talk about this, even though I was going to do this in my next little segment about uh, lineups, we'll talk about it now, is that um, the thing with Chandler Parsons is, um, will he be able to defend like on the regular to be able to be in a game. I mean, we saw it in the early in the year, like he couldn't defend anybody. Like I'm pretty sure I could dribble around him. So that'll be the biggest thing with Chandler Parsons. Will he be able to defend in a, in a way that uh, actually allows the coaching staff to put him on the court all the time? And I do think he'll get on the court because uh, JB and, and Chandler were our, our buddies. Uh, JB and Chandler have uh, JB has a lot of respect for Chandler. JB likes Chandler. Uh, from those days in Houston, so they they have a good relationship. So I, I would expect Chandler to be on that floor when he's when he when when possible. Now beyond that, uh, will he stay on the floor? I think is a different question. We're also talking about JB Bickerstaff, a guy who played Shelvin Mack like thirty minutes a night. So uh, regardless of his. Uh, defending abilities regardless of the way he defended people or didn't def- or the lack thereof I guess I should say the lack thereof defense with Shelvin Mack on a nightly basis this is a guy who played Shelvin Mack no matter what 
So who knows with the way uh, JB in his rotations go. So Chandler Parsons, the big thing with Chandler Parsons will be how he how he defends and is he able to defend in a in a way that allows uh, the the coaching staff to have him on the floor on a regular basis. That is kind of the bigger issue and that what I want to see from him. Um, points wise, I don't know if he does anything there again. Uh, I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that we'll see him in one to two games and he might not be back because of his knees. I think I just don't think his knees can hold up uh, for even a, a short amount of time anymore. We saw it in the earlier earlier in the year. He literally had all a whole entire offseason to get ready or, you know, an entire offseason to be healthy. And it lasted a couple games. And after that, it was knee soreness. So um, it, it's not like he was actually ever hurt this year. Like there's nothing physically that, that, that he like tore something, strained something. None of that, nothing of that happened. None of that happened. He was just sore. Like that's what he's been sitting out for for months was because his knees were sore. So you're, you're talking about a guy who, who is, um, who's just his, his knees, just his body has just failed him. It is what it is, and I, you know it's not his fault. And I've all, I'll always say that it, it, I don't blame him. There, it's not his fault, uh, but it is what it is. And he he will probably go to the same scenario where he plays. You know, if he plays twenty minutes or fifteen minutes a night, uh, go through one or two of those games, and probably back out in in the lineup uh, with knee, with knee soreness. And, and the uh, and you won't have to talk. We we won't talk about this anymore because it'll be going back to the same thing that happened earlier in the season. So. Um, like I, if he plays, if he plays five games in a row, I will be shocked. If he plays 10 games in a row, I, I don't know what I would do. Like I will be floored if he played 10 games in a row, uh, and didn't have to sit out at any point for knee soreness. Like, so any of that beyond, like beyond a few games here and there, uh, it will really, really surprise me if he, if he's able to really contribute on a regular basis. So that's why I'm saying I don't even if he if he has some one game where he has 12 points that that would probably be like my, my prediction for uh, highest points in a game just because I don't think he's going to be able to play. Like that's that's reality of situations. Like I don't think he's going to be able to stay on the court. And so that's kind of where I'm going with a lower. I mean, even 12 points I think is high. But again, I think he'll get in the game. I think he'll play uh, because of a relationship with JB. But beyond that, I don't know what he'll do. I don't know if he'll be able to stay on the court for an extended period of time to be able to contribute. Now, I say all that because I wanted to talk about rotations a little bit and what this Grizzlies team might be able to do. Um, uh, Chandler Parsons will be reported to come back with the team. And so you, they play on um, they play on Friday um, against the Clippers at home. They play back-to-back after that. Uh, they go to the Cleveland Cavaliers on Saturday for a back-to-back. Um, and then they go to – they're going to come back home to play the Lakers at home on Monday and the Chicago Bulls at home on Wednesday. And so – and then they go at the Mavericks at the Oklahoma City Thunder. Realistically, you should win the Cavaliers game. Um, you should beat the Bulls, although we they we they they should have beat the Bulls last week, and they got they they couldn't handle the fledgling, terrible, awful Bulls, uh, and let them score thirty points above their season average. So again, but you should win the you should you should be able to beat the Cavaliers. You should be able to beat the Bulls. Um, you know the the Lakers, you're probably not going to win that game. The Clippers, you're probably not going to win that game. The Mavericks, you're probably not going to win that game either. Thunder, probably not going to win that game either. But like you're talking about. 
seven to eight wins that you need the rest of the season, I think, to probably get back up into that that ninth spot to where we talk about continuously talk about conveying that pick. That's what you need. And it starts, I think, you, I think you, you, can, you can beat the Cavaliers. You can beat the Bulls. Uh, you can beat the Hawks. You have, you have the Hawks coming up. Uh, you have the Orlando Magic coming up. You have the Washington Wizards coming up. Those are all winnable games. Um, and so you have a lot of these games coming up um, in, in February and March, April, the way as you close out this, this kind of uh, last third of the season, you have one of the easiest schedules. And you have to take advantage of those things. Um, and I think... Even if there's a new group of players, I honestly think that the Grizz- the Grizzlies roster, you know, didn't get a whole lot worse. Even with the uh, removal of Marc Gasol from that roster, uh, and the removal of Garrett Temple and Jamaka Green, I think they still have some players. They're different players, uh, and it's a different style. I actually think this these players, this roster fits more of what J- JB has been trying to play all year long with this move the you know move the ball around, play f- kind of play fast. He's trying to kind of. If implement that system and moving the ball and stuff like that all season long, but he really he's he was playing an offense that you know really doesn't tailor to what his roster actually is, and I think his roster actually fits that better now than it did before. And so you have a roster that is different but still good and still good enough to win some of these games. I think you really have to capitalize on on games like the Cavaliers, the Bulls, the, uh, the Magic, the Hawks, the Wizards, the Magic again. Um, and you have the Suns, you know, coming up in April. You have the Dow- you know, Dallas three times uh, over the next month and a half, and you be at you know, you got to win at least one or two of those. And so uh, I think it's a you know they're they're not like a terrible team, but they're definitely a beatable team for sure. And so those are the type those are the type of games you got you have to win. Um, as far as this roster is concerned, again, you have JB, uh, you have excuse me, Ro- or, excuse me, you have Chandler coming back. Um, but Jonas Valanciunas needs to be in the starting lineup. Uh, end of story, Jonas Valanciunas needs to be in the starting lineup. Start alongside Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. is not a center. Um, he's not a center on this team. He's not a center in this league. Uh, unless he just like bulks up a lot. I just don't, I don't know if he's ever a center, really, truthfully. Um, but Jonas Valanciunas needs to start at center alongside Jonas Valanciunas. As far as the guards, I think you're fine still with Mike Conley, Avery Bradley, uh, something like that. I mean, if Kyle, I don't know what Kyle Anderson's situation is. Ideally, I would probably have Kyle Anderson out there at the three, but I don't know what his situation is. He's still injured as of right now, and so I don't know if he'll even be back. Um, I, I don't know if I don't know if he'll be back Wednesday. I haven't heard, haven't seen, uh, haven't acquired any of that uh, alongside Kyle Anderson. But ideally, you want him starting at the three. You'll probably have CJ Miles start, or excuse me, CJ or Justin Holiday starting that other guard slot with one of those other people coming off the bench. Um, and I, we talk about Ivan Rab a lot. Ivan Rab, he's got to come off the bench. You know, you, you can't put him out there in situations to play against some Marcus Aldridge and play against these gigantic centers. That's just you know you immediately yank him out of the game. That's just not what that's not effective. And so it's also not effective to start him and play him eight minutes. It's effective to, to bring him off the bench and play him 15 to 20 minutes. That's what's effective against other role players, against backup fours. Like that is his ceiling is a role player off the bench uh, four man in this league. That's his ceiling. So you have to put him in the opportunity. You have to put him in the opportunities and the situations to succeed 
not against other players who's not even close to being good, you know, that good enough to defend. Uh, not against other other players. He's not a starter. Starting him is a bad decision. I like I, I like the idea of like, oh, he's earned the uh, starting position. Let's give it to him. Let's you know put him in the lineup. All this stuff. But some people just aren't starters in this league, and that's not who Ivan Rab is. And so you, you got to really put Ivan Rab in a situation to succeed uh, and beyond that. And and, and you got to put him in the minutes. I mean, he was playing 15, 20 minutes off the bench and playing really, really well. And then he moved in the starting lineup, and it didn't go so well. Uh, as you can see, I mean, it, it, there's a very specific. Um, there's a very specific role and very specific place that he's designed to play for or play in the, on this team and in this league. And it is against other backup fours. And that's where he was doing his most damage. That's where he was actually being uh, playing well and succeeding coming off the bench and playing those backup minutes. So hopefully JB goes back to that, that bring Jonas Valanciunas as off the center position. They bring Ivan Rab uh, as, as a backup four. you continue to play Joakim Noah at the backup five. Uh, you know, I think that's something that you probably have to do now, even though I don't think it's ideal. Uh, but I think that's something you probably have to do with, with the, the way your roster is constructed and the amount of bigs you have. And then Chandler Parsons, where does he fit in this situation? Where does he come in? He comes in probably, hopefully, I, I think his better spot is at the four. I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a small forward anymore in this league. I think it's better uh, as a spot up shooter at the at, at the at the uh, power forward spot. Almost you know just like uh, you saw with Armory Caspi doing some things at, at the four. I think the same thing with Chandler Parsons. That is his role is at the four. I'm I don't I don't I def, definitely don't think he can keep up with small forwards in this league on defense. I just don't think that's I don't think he's capable and his body's going to let him do that anymore. I think they should play him at the four, start him off 15 minutes a night and just see where that goes. Uh, again, I don't even know if – I think 15 minutes a night may be too much for his body, but I think you have to put that in there and just kind of see where see where it goes. Um, and the, um, beyond that, uh, I'd love to see Bruno Cabloco get some more minutes. There were some games in the at the end where he wasn't getting, getting a lot of minutes, but you sign this guy to a multi-year deal, same thing kind of the, the Marshawn Brooks deal. You sign him for the rest of the year and in, into next year. If you sign him for that type of deal, it, it, it's, it makes more sense right now while you're bad, while you're not good at basketball at all. Uh, you know, you leave next year to next year. Who knows what next year will be? We don't know yet. But as long as you're bad right now with Bruno being bad, you got to play him. You got to play him and see what you got. You have to find out. Uh, what you have in these young players with, with Ivan and Bruno, uh, even Javon uh, as the backup point guard and DeLon Wright, like all these young players that you do have, you have to find out what you have in them. Like this is the time right now to find out, figure out what you do and do not have in these younger players. And so you have to put Bruno on the floor. You have to put Javon in the floor. You got to put, I mean, DeLon's going to get his backup minutes at point guard. That is, that's his position. And I think it's already, already solidified, but you got to put Bruno on the floor to see what you really have going into the next year. And if you, cause he might not, he might not be what we all thought, think he could be, or there might not be anything there. Um, and, and then, so you, you, if you're, if there's nothing there, then in the summer, you can either, you know, you can trade them, you can, you can wave them, you can, you can move on, um, before this next, next season even gets here and have that decision already made. Same thing with, with DeLon Wright. Uh, DeLon Wright is a restricted free agent this year. You got to figure out what you have in DeLon Wright. I mean, he's going to get the minutes. So that, that, that's probably not debatable what he's going to get. You know, he's going to get his minutes. So, but you got to figure out what you have in DeLon Wright. Cause you may not want to pay him this, this summer. You may, you may get an offer from another team. Like it might be best if you just let him walk. I mean, the, that might not be a player you want to bring back 
uh, long term. And so those are the type of situations as well. Always, always preach that you got to figure out what you have these players right now. Give them the minutes, heavy minutes, uh, even at, even at the um, even at the idea of other players, older players sitting down, uh, CJ Miles or someone like that. I mean, um, you know, I really feel like getting the young players minutes are the, is the best uh, course of action while you're bad, so you can. You just understand what you have, and if you don't have anything, you move on. If you do, then you do, and then those players can factor in roles in uh, upcoming years. So uh, that, that's hopefully that's what JB and this coaching staff is able to do coming back from the All-Star break. Uh, hopefully they're able to win some games coming back from the All-Star break. Uh, they are uh, very close to getting back to that uh, ninth spot. Right now they are sitting at six, and they are um, – Three games out from the ninth spot, they're twenty three and thirty six. Dallas is in the ninth spot at twenty six and thirty one. So, uh, you know, they're three or four games out. I mean, I think again, I think seven eight wins the rest of the year probably gets you back in that conversation, uh, and probably uh, probably gets that pick conveyed. Uh, even if you're eight, you still have obviously a chance to drop down. So, like. You know, but I think obviously getting in that ninth spot would would be the best course of action. So hopefully they're able to win some more games, and they're able to do that very thing. Again, I appreciate you guys uh, understanding me taking the day off yesterday. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Today. This Tuesday we'll be back tomorrow with Joe Molnix, site manager of Grizzly Bear Blues, for his weekly segment. Uh, we'll talk to him about this, this last weekend, uh, kind of the things we talked about today going forward, uh, what his thinks on the, what his thoughts are on the rotations, what his thoughts are on Chandler Parsons. We'll talk about all that tomorrow with Joe. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure you go and subscribe in iTunes. Make sure you're getting those automatic da- downloads every single day. Uh, if you're not already subscribed in iTunes, please do that if you can. Have a, if you have a minute, please rate and review the podcast in iTunes. It really helps. If you don't know where I, if you don't, if you're not an Apple guy or not an Apple a girl, uh, go to uh, just Stitcher wherever you get your get your podcast is available on all platforms. If you still don't know where to go after that, just go to LockedOnGrizzlies.com.